You're listening to The Wedding Whisperer with Sarah Burton of Simply Love Studio in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm here today with Matt Gwynn from Riptide Productions, and Matt is a DJ, and I am going to rapid-fire some questions at him to get this started. Matt, what is your favorite song to play at a reception? Oh, favorite. There's so many to choose, of course, but I love Want to Dance with Somebody. I think it really gets the crowd in gear, and it's one of the early songs we play. Usually the first five songs we do, it kind of kicks things off, and I think everyone all ages like it. Okay, and what is your favorite venue to work at, or maybe not necessarily your favorite, but a venue that you work at a lot here in the Lexington area? We love all of our venues. We love them all. Um, You know, some particular that are real close to the house I love. You know, I've got Talon Winery and Barnett Springhouse and and Round Barn. And, you know, we love working the Bayou Bluegrass Catering, you know, some of their different spots. So those are some of the ones that are real close to me and we love going to and we're there quite often. I definitely feel like you're at Round Barn a lot. So I feel like every time on social media, every video you post is Round Barn. So, And then do you have a least favorite song to play at a reception? When somebody wants it, you're like, oh, I'll play it if I have to. I'll go ahead and be honest with you. I'm Africa by Toto. I don't know why. I will play it gladly, clients. Don't, don't. Don't think you can't put it on there, but I just, I'm not a huge Africa fan by Toto. Okay. What do you think is the most overrated reception activity? Oh, definitely the garter toss. I think that it's making its way out. We'll still do it. Clients still do it. And I think there's funny ways of doing it, especially when uh, they ice, you know, the other person or something with it. But it's making its way out. The bouquet still in, but the garter's on its way out. I would agree with that 100%. And then what is like the longest you have ever seen couples be on the dance floor or like guests stay on the dance floor at a reception? Our whole goal is to keep them out there as long as we can and get them as tired as we can. So, I mean, we've kept them dancing for four straight hours before. I know just this Saturday was three straight hours. I mean, we're talking straight, four straight hours of dancing. I mean, it's incredible the energy these people have after a long day, you know, of, of getting married and being up early. So, but we're, we're right there with them the whole time and we love it. They've spent months planning it and they're, it's, it's over now and they are ready to celebrate. They're ready to celebrate. We are too every weekend with them. So Matt, I have known you for probably three-ish years now. Tell me how long you've actually been a DJ. I have been I have dabbled in DJing for over twenty years, uh, and made it a full time profession about eight years ago, I believe, seven years ago, and decided to take that passion I had for music and, and entertainment and run with it and, and and here we are today talking to you. Okay. And you have several other wedding DJs that work with you. I do. We have a team of DJs that are with us. We have some great guys. You know, we've built that over the years. And uh, that we've got guys in the wings are training. We've got guys that don't do weddings either that focus on other events, you know, sorority parties, high school dances, you know, community events and things of that nature. They're not necessarily interested in the wedding industry. Okay. So, so what percentage of the events do you do that you would say are weddings? All weddings are, I'd say, 80% of our business. Okay. Yeah. When a couple reaches out about DJing their wedding, how do you decide which DJ is going to be their DJ? Choosing the right DJ is very important to me for a wedding. Um, You know, a lot of it's based on availability. 
Uh, we look at the calendar and see who's available that date. Uh, a lot of it's about budget. Uh, we have different um, tiers of pricing for our DJs for Riptide Productions. So, you know, uh, based on tenure and perform, you know, and just experience and just production level, you know, there, there's there's that. So we kind of you know find out the budget for the client, and then we try to match the best DJ with them. And uh, they always know ahead of time who it is going to be. And uh, then my uh, DJ will reach out to that client within a few days of them securing the date with us to, you know, follow up and, and do that initial greet and uh, go from there. So having multiple DJs, what is kind of the training and learning process for them? Well, they all started out training with me because, uh, you know, I've always been a big believer in, you know, I was in the restaurant business for 16 years in, in restaurant management, upper management. And uh, we, we were always trained, you know, it wasn't Matt's restaurant. It was, you know, Don Pablo's restaurant, whatever restaurant was on the sign. So it's kind of like the same philosophy I have with the DJ business. It's Riptide Productions. It's not necessarily Matt's, Gwen's DJ business, but it's Riptide. So Riptide Productions has a certain standard, you know, we like to live up to. And, and I like to make sure that, you know, that person is going to be on board. So they work with me. And then we, we have them go through some weddings, and then I'll work with them on some events, and then um, they're on their own. And then, you know, we do some follow-up and check-ins. We do trainings about every quarter through the year. We all get together at a venue. Thank you, Talon Winery, for this last one we had. But uh, we, we went out there, and we, you know, we did microphone training, and we worked on entrances. You know, introductions for the wedding party is a big deal to me, and we take great pride in making sure we do a good job on that. So... You know, we were testing music levels and testing volume levels and making sure the energy was high. You know, we, we like to bring a certain level of excitement and fun to a wedding day. I mean, we can go into that d deeper, but it's very, very important to me to make sure that this is one big, huge, epic occasion because it's one time that two families come together as one for one day, maybe forever, you know, that this is the only time the two families come together. So everything has to be perfect on our end and we take great pride in making sure that happens okay and what is the process when a couple books you and you know who their dj is going to be how do you start working on music and building a timeline those kind of things we have a real nice questionnaire that we use we're kind of old school we still use uh send it to them it's fillable online but it goes through the different basic selections of music you know i'm looking at one right now for example for this upcoming weekend We'll ask about, you know, if we're handling the ceremony. There's a lot of things that we sometimes handle and sometimes don't handle during a wedding. Being that a lot of weddings now are kind of more on the non-traditional side, people are getting married at the venues. So we will handle the ceremony music a lot if there's not a live string quartet or something. So this questionnaire will walk through the music selections for their special dances, whether they're doing them. Basically, what I tell our clients is you can share as little or as much as you want with me, and we will make sure it's perfect. I mean, some people want to send us playlists for every section of the evening, and some people don't maybe send us two songs, and then we roll with that. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, the, the questionnaire that we use really helps us cater to that client and make sure that we've got their specific requests and things that they want through the wedding. If a couple doesn't know the songs they want for, like, their first dance and parents dances do you have recommendations for that do you have a list they can pick from we sure do 
on on actually on the Riptide Production Spotify account. Um, we uh, have some playlists already set up. Oh wow! With okay. Some of my favorite, you know, father daughter dances, um, first dances, um, even pre ceremony. We have all these different playlists made available to them that we share initially that they can browse, or I even send them a top fifty link of like a a knot the knot you know dot com will do a yearly thing of the top 50 songs and i'll send that to i want them to have as much information readily available in front of them as possible to make the best decision possible because we do have clients that you know up the week of haven't chosen their first dance song or something and ask for advice and i mean i'm happy to provide it we're happy to do whatever we can on our end to make sure it's special and right for the client so if you are providing the ceremony cocktail hour and reception how many sound systems do you normally have we're able to handle three different locations if need be we we some of our packages actually you know our our two location package you know mean to where we might do a ceremony and then if they're cocktail and their receptions in the same room so we have really nice we've all got them now they're um everse speakers made by electro voice i love them uh we use it for our ceremony and cocktail it's run on battery and the wireless microphone actually plugs into the speaker. So we have no, we need no electric at all. And it was funny, I was just at Keeneland this weekend and the planner there had asked on my clients, you know, what electrical needs is Matt gonna have? And I said, none. And she's like, well, he's gonna have to have some electric. And she was joking with me about it on Saturday when we were there. And she's like, by God, you didn't need anything from me at all. (laughs) So that was her first time seeing our new system that we use for our ceremony and cocktail hours. So I was able to go from the ceremony and by the track, you know, with the speaker, and I carried it right over, music playing into the cocktail hour into the yard. So That's really incredible. cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's new, and it sounds professional, and it's, you know, you pay you pay good money for these, but the quality is excellent. So we're able to accommodate different settings. And then, of course, my main setup was already ready up in the reception in the ballroom, for example, at Keeneland. So when the guests are leaving cocktail, there's music playing. And then there's music playing as they're entering into the ballroom for cocktail. My biggest thing is I don't like any silence of music at all during an event. Um, we have music going at all times. I mean, there's never, I mean, during the ceremony is the only time that there's any silence really. I mean, even then during toasts, of course, but uh, we try to keep the music going and everybody having a good time. So going into a reception, do you have like a playlist that is, start to finish or like how how do you do playlist how how does that work playlists are the, one of the trickiest things i think in the dj game you can have lights you can have sounds and bells and whistles and that's all great but to me the most important thing about being a dj especially a wedding dj is how to read a crowd how to control a room how to properly pick music that's going to go with the flow of your evening. So we do what we do is we te- we get with the client based on the questionnaire. You know, some clients, for example, I'll go back to Saturday at Keeneland. They sent me a four-hour-long Spotify list for their reception. You know, not that they wanted every song played in any specific order. What I do is I go through that and I will start making because we use a different DJ program. You know, that we I don't use Spotify for playing music, but. So, but I use it as a base and I'll go through and I'll build this playlist. You know, I usually start with your wedding classics in the beginning, you know, some, cause you want to be, you want to be able to have your older guests and be able to enjoy some of the songs they know, you know, 
of course, if the client doesn't want, I want to dance with somebody or shout play, that's fine. We won't play it because we also have a do not play list. But I like to play some of the songs that the older crowd's going to be able to get involved with for the pictures because they may not be there but an hour sometimes. So, and then we work our way into the newer stuff. But we do build our playlists around what our clients want and also based upon, you know, we might, if, if the reception's three hours, we might build a four to five hour playlist. That might change. And the order's not necessarily going to be the same. But it's kind of set up in an order to where, you know, okay, they wanted a couple country songs. Well, we might do a two or three song country set, you know, 30 minutes in and go back to a pops set. You know, we, we, we do kind of customize our playlist to kind of run down. So a DJ could essentially walk in and enroll with one of my playlists, but that's just from years of experience of kind of doing 100 weddings a year, you know, to where you know this is, this is going to work most of the time, if that makes sense. You mentioned a do not playlist. Is that a is that something the couple puts together for you, or is that something you're you have that you're like I don't play these songs regardless? We don't have a do not playlist ourselves at Riptide Productions. We'll play anything the customer like. Uh, I've had to make sure that they're okay with us playing some of these requests before, but you know, because some of the explicit things, you know, we do go over that with them too, you know. But back to the do not play. So the client, we have funny clients. I'm, I'm, I laugh about it all the time. I love them all. We had when one weekend I had a bride on Friday and Saturday. I had one bride that said no Taylor Swift. I had a bride on Saturday that said all Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? It's just v- different worlds. So what it is on our questionnaire, there's like people maybe don't want certain songs played that they just passionately hate, bad memories, death in the family, something along those natures usually make them choose a song that they don't want played. So we make sure that we don't play those songs. You know, my guys, my team always has that little list with them right there in front, too. That way, if somebody would request, because you'd be surprised. And anyone listening to this, that the upcoming wedding, and you've seen our questionnaires, you know what I'm talking about, or my past clients. Um, it's the same with line dances. You know, Friday's wedding, all line, they wanted them all. Saturday, they wanted none. You know, so we we just have to really make sure that we're on our P's and Q's and making sure that we are paying attention to every single event that we do because every client is different. So you made a comment about guest request. Is that something that the couple gets to determine whether that happens or do people even request songs anymore? Yeah, that is, that is, that's part of our questionnaire as well. And we do, we do ask that because we need to address that. Um, for example, I'm looking at this. This is no country, no rap on this, you know, for the do not play part. But anyways, back down here is what would you like the DJ to do if someone requests to play a song? It's question 38 on our questionnaire. Absolutely no song requests is one option. Then DJ to use own discretion. Um, so and then they they just they check DJ to use own, own discretion, but no country rap and no old songs before the 90s. So we got some. They're very detailed. <laughs> very detailed. I mean, that's what I. But we want that yeah. because it's how old is that day. couple oh, or they, that bride? Oh, you know, good question. This one, they are a younger couple. They're okay. 20, yeah, they, this this is probably like twenty two. I'm like nothing before the nineties. <laughs> I'm like that's the best music. Well, and I'm talking to them tonight actually, and I might have to say, hey, you know, and this is where you know doing weddings. We and I have no problem having this conversation. For example. 
you know, uh, this is a great point to make. I, I will sometimes like say, hey, I just want to make sure I saw your no 90s and that's fine. But I just wanted to make sure that, you know, like songs like September and I want to dance with somebody that that are very popular for like the beginning of a reception or you don't want those. And I would just confirm that because there's so many popular songs that are before the 90s, for example, that will get a crowd going in early stages of, of a reception. So. But it's we do take into consideration everything that they that they want, and if they want us to, and I and, I, and sometimes they say absolutely no song requests because they've given me everything, and I and I have no problem dealing with that when you know one of their guests comes up and asks for a song, and I say, well, it's a you know we've got a pretty strict playlist tonight, but I'll try, I'll see what I can do for you because sometimes that request may be already in the the approved playlist. Ninety percent of the time it is. So okay. and and I'll get to play it for them, but but if it, if they don't want any song requests, I just always kind of filter those off, and I let I handle that. So th- our goal is for no one to bother the couple, you know, during the reception. I don't want anyone having to go. They, I just I want them to have a good time. That's sure. it. And I know whenever I first started doing wedding planning. 15 years ago, we did a lot more of like the shoe game where you ask questions and. The bride or groom, they or the bride and groom, they raise their their shoe up to who was the answer for the question, and then there was like the dollar dance. I think those have definitely gone away more. Um, I have started to see. I, I still think we're having first dances, but I'm starting to see parent dances be less. Are you starting to see that be less as well? I definitely agree. Um, the shoe game, things of that nature, the traditional type old school games have gone to the wayside. Now, does that mean that it's – I don't – I still think that it's great. I love them. I think they're fun. The shoe game is fun. It's five to ten minutes. And I usually – what I will do is I will try to get uh, someone involved from the wedding party that, you know, you typically a couple will have someone in their wedding party that's wild, likes to have fun, likes to be heard. So I will get them involved with asking some questions so that we can kind of come up and I'll and I'll get their contact information and come up with some fun questions okay. too. To, so yes, the shoe game is not around necessarily as much anymore in the money dance, but we will do them and we have we have a snazzy way of making the money dance cool. Okay. I mean, you know, we 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 play different songs and you know, we're we have we have really cool ways to bring those things into a reception. But as far as parent dances, another new thing that we're seeing a lot more of is the is the option we have an option on here do you want to play the full song or fade out we're seeing a lot more of the fade out chosen minute and a half to two minutes i think it's great and even joint parent dances are a big thing now too so that's any and and people are always like well what do people usually do well what listen every wedding is different you do whatever you want and we'll make it happen that's what we that's our big belief we don't base anything off what, what the norm is. We want you to feel comfortable and do what you want. And we'll give guidance. And we and I've even sent old questionnaires to clients before who are really struggling, you know, sometimes. So, But, yeah, I think some of that's going to the wayside. A lot of people just want to get to the fun part of the evening. More so is what we're seeing. So we try to really cater that and, and get there to that fun and, and let them enjoy themselves. Because the wedding day for couples goes by so fast. It is like a blink of an eye, and the last thing you want to do is have them stuck doing things they don't necessarily want to do. So, you know, and we try to make sure that we accommodate that every way we can. And then do you see many of your couples taking dance lessons, or do you kind of see them winging it? 
Oh, I 100% believer in dance lessons. I know First Dance Lexington, they do a great job. I love seeing a bride uh, groom, for example, or a couple doing you know, a, a choreographed dance, first dance. I think it's so cool. I think it's so nice and classy and fun. It, um, I highly recommend it. One of my favorites is the father-daughter choreographed dance. We just did one last Tuesday at Sunset Ridge. It was a riot. They went back to Dire of a Wimpy Kid with the uh, Intergalactic from Beastie Boys and did that whole thing. So, I mean, it's fun. I, I highly recommend spending some time on your dance. A lot of people are getting to that more because the last thing you want to do is just get out there and be uncomfortable. So at least if you're not going to hire a professional, do some practicing at home or, or watch some videos or come up with something. And I think a lot more couples are taking that approach. You mentioned you just did a wedding last Tuesday. Do you know why that couple chose Tuesday for their wedding date? I do not know, but okay. I was happy that they chose Tuesday. Uh, you know, we love Tuesday weddings. And that's one of the things yeah. that I tell my clients now or my couples now is like when we're looking at dates and stuff, they're like, well, we really want this date, but it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like, that's okay. You, If that's the date you want, let's do it then. Yeah. It's not, a, I mean, you're talking to wedding vendors. I mean, most most of us are full-time or at least have someone in their team that can accommodate a weekday wedding, no problem. We loved the Tuesday wedding. It was fun. I didn't really necessarily ask why. I know that it was funny. Of all things, it was Election Day in Kentucky, too, which I thought was funny. But And, they, and it was a destination wedding, so a lot of the guests were staying there. They were, you know, a lot of them from Ashland, Kentucky, and it was in, you know, in, in like I said, in Sunset Ridge and Mount Sterling area. So they traveled a little bit, but I thought it was great. It's always fun to shake it up. Holidays a lot. You see Sunday weddings, Monday weddings, you know, when there's a long weekend. So we, we love them all. Any day of the week, we're ready to party and have a good time with you. I have a couple that's getting married in September on a Monday. It was his parents' um, anniversary. That's so, cool. Yeah. See, now that makes it special. Exactly. I, I, I think it's great. We don't care what day of the week. <laughs> Same, yeah. <laughs> so we're just happy to be there and be a part of it. And then one of the things I've been seeing, too, and Danny and I talked about this um, because she did it at her wedding, is a last dance. Either as all of your guests are getting ready to leave and still around the dance floor, or as your guests are going down to get ready for a sparkler exit, it's just kind of your last time on the dance floor. Are you seeing more of that? That is a very, very popular trend right now, and it really started last year. From what I think, from what I can remember, it started last year, uh, that trend to where it's just the couple dancing in the venue by themselves, no one around except photographer and the DJ, and all the guests are wherever, outside, waiting for the exit. I love it. think it's great. What We, we have that question on our questionnaire as well. So, you know, we ask if there's going to be a last dance, and then we ask for a song, and then sometimes, you know, sometimes the last dance might be the one where everyone joins in. But then we play a song to send the guests outside with, maybe to get ready for the sparklers or the, you know, the light send off that they're going to do or whatever. And while the guests are outside getting ready, that's when our couple will do a private last dance to a special song that they chose. I think it creates for a very cool effect. The ambiance is neat in the room you know there's nobody around just them two and it's their special moment and then you know we open up the doors and play the 
whatever song they're going out to, you know, like a Katy Perry fireworks or Sparks Fly, Taylor Swift was last Tuesday, for example. So, you know, I think it's great. I think it's a new tradition. I think it's coming around. I, I think we're seeing a, a lot of it now. I love it. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom today and sharing a little bit about how the process works for music for the wedding in general. Is there any tips that you want to give couples for picking their music or things they should keep in mind when it comes to their wedding reception? Well, I think that number one, you know, making sure you got somebody qualified to, you know, a professional that's going to make sure that they, they're able to handle everything properly. There's so much involved when it comes to a proper ceremony and reception, like microphone quality, sound quality. Does the DJ have backups of everything? You know, these are things you want to know and, and, and are vital to the success of your big day. If you're going to do this big day and you're going to have this special day and you're going to bring all these people in for this one big epic occasion, you've got to make sure it's right. And that's why we go through all the, the, the standards that we do in particular with our questionnaire and, you know, going through the music selections. And we ask our clients to, like I told you earlier, you know, send as little or as much as you want, and we'll roll with that. We like to have conversations about two to three weeks out from the wedding, sometimes a week. You know, we're not in any major rush. You know, if you hire a coordinator, which we highly recommend, by the way, we'll look at their timeline. And then we kind of last people to talk to. We just kind of go over the music and make sure, okay, we got this, we've got that. But we will help as much as possible. We will send Spotify playlists for days <laughs> and share, you know, to, to give our clients ideas and, and suggestions to make their day special. Perfect. And Matt, will you share your website and your social media? Yeah, it's www.riptidedjs.com or catch us at riptideproductionsky.com and Riptide Productions on all social, I believe, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. Instagram. I don't know what all they are out there, but we've got them all, I think. Okay. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being with me here today and sharing a little bit about all the things for the wedding reception. I am 100% pro having a professional DJ. It's one of my two areas absolutely to not skimp on. So I, like I said, I've worked with you for about three years now and um, your team and absolutely highly recommend you and just want to thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Sarah. And we wish you all the best continued success in your podcasting career as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. For more information about Simply Love Studio or to schedule your wedding consultation, go to simplylovestudio.com.